This is the year of surprises, or this season is a season of surprises, and there are all kinds of surprises. I hope you've already maybe experienced some of those surprises. I, I can't help but think uh, one of the reasons that we love Christmas so much is that, that it involves surprises, and, and I hope most of those are, are good. I remember, I can't help but remember that moment when Caleb was young, my oldest son, and I watched him draw a picture. Then he took that picture and he put it in a box and then he took some paper and with as much tape to, uh, that could have wrapped 10 presents, he wrapped this present together and then he put it under the tree and he looked at me and said, Dad, boy, are you going to be surprised. <laughs> well, there are all kinds of surprises this season. I, I was surprised, Adam. I, I couldn't, we, we wanted to sit down and watch Charlie Brown, uh, the Christmas special one night. You can't get it uh, unless you're what, an Apple streamer or something like that. We couldn't watch it. I was surprised this week. Uh, my Caleb and Megan, who his wife called us up and said, we've got a surprise. And of course, I'm thinking baby kind of thing. Well, they just adopted a puppy. And so we've got a grand puppy on the way. They're spending the night with us. I'll meet that thing tonight, I guess. And uh, we'll see how that goes. So there are surprises, no doubt. Charles Swindoll uh, wrote these words. He said, surprises come in many forms and guises, some good, some borderline amazing, some awful, some tragic, some hilarious. But there's one thing we can usually say, surprises aren't boring. I suspect that we get the sense of surprise at Christmas because the events around Christmas, the story is filled with surprises. Imagine that moment when, surprise, the angel stands before Mary and begins to speak to her. Of course, a bigger surprise was to come. Oh, Mary, a virgin, you're going to have a baby. And, and that wasn't the biggest surprise of all. The biggest surprise was to come. This baby would be, in fact, the Messiah, God's very son, but if you, if you want the surprise of surprises, God is Emmanuel. He is now with us. And, of course, that wasn't all the surprises. Joseph received the surprise that he was going to be an adoptive dad. He was surprised to hear that, I'm sure. I'm sure it surprised him that when God was born, it wouldn't be in a place with family and friends doting and congratulating the couple on the birth of their son. But in fact, he'd be born in a stable, laid in a manger with more animals than people watching. Surprise. What, what about the shepherds? All of a sudden, in the dark of the night, it gives way to a host of angels. Those lowly shepherds then become the witnesses to the most important event in human history. Surprise. Surprise. Lots and lots of surprises. This shall be a sign to you. <laughs> well, what kind of sign when the king of kings has come? Oh, he'll be wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. A what? Did I hear that right? That's the sign. It was a surprise. Whatever surprise you received this Christmas, make sure that every one of them reminds you of the greatest surprise of all. 
the surprise that God loves you. He really does. He would rather face, he does not want to face eternity without you. In fact, he wants you to know him and he wants to be loved by you because he loves you so very much. Now, as I think about surprises this season, I'm not surprised that God came. But boy, I am surprised the way he came. If you had told me that God was coming, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, I would have expected lots of trumpets, bulletin news around the world. I would expect lightning and fire and fear, regal robes of light, not dull swaddling clothes. The voice of thunder, perhaps, but not the whimper of a newborn. A fiery rage, yes, but not the familiar stage of one couple welcoming a baby into the world. I mean, after all, 2,000 years later, humanity is still making a mess of things. My heart goes out to those who are in Ukraine tonight. The tyranny of Putin is making so many people cold and hungry and homeless. Why? To feed one man's ego. Closer to home, we have violence in our streets, people stealing with impunity from stores. The, the family unit is broken. Drugs plague our society and enslave so many people that we love. Politics divide us and issues of sexuality drive us further from God's truth. Any one of us could have expected God to come, but if we thought he was coming, we would have expected it to be in judgment. Enough of this. Instead, surprise. He came as a baby. Yet I want you to know tonight when he came, he was the perfect gift. Now, I suspect everyone in this room has received one of those gifts where uh, you open it up and you have to feign delight when you realize what in the world were they thinking and immediately you're kind of checking to see whether you have the receipt so you could take it back as soon as possible ever received a gift like that a few years ago at my birthday I got a karaoke machine and I'm not going to say who got it for me but I was thinking what in the world everyone who knows me knows I like to sing but I like to make up my own words thank you I don't need karaoke We've been through those moments. It, of course, one of the great traditions of Christmas is the day after Christmas when people stand in line because it didn't fit, it didn't work, it's not the right size, it's not my taste, whatever. I, I always know what to get my wife, one of her gifts, and she knows this, so it's not going to be a complete surprise when she's in the next service and I announce it, but the perfect gift for her is always really good chocolate. She loves Godiva dark chocolate truffles. Now, the problem with Godiva dark chocolate truffles is they come at a cost. They're like two bucks a piece. You know, one swallow and it's two bucks right then and there. And so growing up, I would always get their, the kids, you know, we, we always got mom or Mary some, some dark chocolate truffles from Godiva, but she never shared. She always said, listen, uh, my kids can't appreciate the value of this chocolate, so they would have to settle for their Santa chocolate, you know, from 
Walmart or Drug Mart or wherever she got it. That would be what they got. But I want you to think about how Christ was the perfect gift. You see, we needed a way to God. We did. We needed a way to, to know that, 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 that God cares about us. We needed to know what God was like. We were sinners, and so we had no way to get to God. We had no way, a possibility of figuring it out for ourselves. And without some help, we would die and be forever separated from him. But the miracle came, and his name was Jesus. And Jesus, here on earth, would teach us what God was like, and in the process, he would show us ourselves. And then, because he loved us, he would take the death that you and I deserved and he would take our place and he would die for us. And because he died, those who trust in him can live forever. I can think of no more perfect gift than that one. But you know, it, it goes further than that. He was not only the perfect gift, it was for the perfect reason. You know, there are different reasons, aren't there, that we give gifts at Christmas. There's the gift I give because I have to give it. You know, a, a good example of that might be your Christmas, offer, uh, Christmas uh, office party. Some of you have those gift exchanges where you may or may not even know the person, but you're obligated to give the gift. I remember one time years ago now running into someone at the mall at JCPenney it was a lady from our church, and she said to me, well, I'm shopping for a gift for my office party. She'd apparently drawn out somebody's Christmas list out of a hat. She showed me the list really quickly, and, you know, the list had some things that you might expect, maybe some gloves or a sweater. I don't remember exactly. But then I do remember she pointed on the list was a pack of Marlboro cigarettes. And she said to me, that's what I want to give somebody. Nothing says Christmas like the gift of cancer. Man, there, there are those gifts we give out of obligation. We give gifts because we got a gift, and we're afraid that we will get a gift from someone. I think you know what I'm talking about here. Someone has given you a gift, and you figure, well, you got to give them a gift, and you got to figure out how much they spent, and it has to equal out, so, so everything is even. And woe to you if you miscalculate. It's a gift to keep up. Retail stores, of course, count on this, don't they? Someone gave you a gift, and so now you've got to run out to Dollar General or Ollie's or somewhere and find something. And every Christmas Eve, there are going to be literally thousands of people running around the store somewhere because they just got a gift, and they have to get a gift for the gift. It happens every year. But do you know why God gave us the gift of his son? It wasn't out of obligation. We had said no to him. We wanted to go our own way. It wasn't because we had given him anything. Truth is, we had nothing to offer. The Bible says simply this. For God so loved the world, he gave. Do you know why he sent Jesus? because he loves you he really does he 
really cares about you. There's one more thing I want to point out tonight. It was the perfect gift for the perfect reason, and it came at the perfect time. Galatians 4 says, But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. You see, God cares about time. The Bible says to teach that we might be taught to number our days. We only have so much time. The Bible says, in fact, make the most of your time. And so God cares about our years and our minutes. Time marches on. And some of us know that all too well this evening. I realize that there are going to be some tables that are going to look a little different this year because someone is missing. God wants you to know that, that however, you can be a part of his family. You can be adopted as his son or his daughter. Christmas, then, is very much about God's timing in our lives. He was born in Bethlehem that night, not too late, not too early. It was the perfect time. And so this evening, I wonder if maybe it's not the perfect time for you to be born, born again, to say yes to his gift of grace and forgiveness, to life and truth in Jesus. You know, the scripture is clear that we should seek the Lord while he may be found. When the shepherds heard Jesus had been born, they didn't stay in the fields. They went to find him. When the wise men saw the star, they didn't stay in the city. They sought him out. This evening, every one of us in this room knows whether or not we're right with God. And friend, is it your time to say yes? You know, there's something about the Christmas story that always surprises me. The scene at that manger surprises me. In my mind, it was a dark night. Animals are bleeding Babies are today born in the really nice confines of a hospital, clean and hospitable. But here we have Jesus born in a stable, the dirt and grime of a barn. It smelled like manure because with animals, that's what you would expect. In other words, it was an ugly place to be born. But that night, that ugly, dirty barn became the most beautiful place in the world. And you say, Pastor, I can't let Jesus be born in me. I can't let him in. My heart is too dirty. Let me clean up first. Let me get my act together. Maybe then... And I just want to remind you, if this story tells us anything, it tells us this. Don't wait. Because when Jesus is born there, he takes the ugliness and surprise. He turns it into something beautiful.
That's what he does. That's what he's done in my life. It's not perfect. <laughs> he's got a long way to go. But I'm his. And I love him for it. And I can celebrate Christmas because I know the reality of Christmas. God with us. Merry Christmas. Let's pray together. Our Father, what a joy it is to reflect on the miracle of Christmas. And I pray that, Lord Jesus, you would do something beautiful in us tonight. That you would come in our lives and you would take the ugliness that resides there. And we would confess that to you and give it over to you, O God. And because of what Jesus did on the cross and through the power of his resurrection, Lord, you would make us new again. Lord, I pray that there would be someone here tonight who would say yes to your gift. And that, Lord, you would just come into their lives and you would change everything. Why? Because you love them. May this Christmas be special because we know the one who came. And we thank you for coming. And Lord, remind us that you are coming again. And next time, it will be with all the grandeur that we would expect for the King of Kings. May we be yours now forevermore. Amen.